Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Slack. Millions of people in hundreds of thousands of companies rely on Slack to get their work done. For them, Slack is where all the people and tools they need to work are gathered, where ideas form, evolve, and reach fruition, where plans are proposed, documents exchanged, expenses approved, travel booked, and deals signed off, where decisions are made and consensus is reached, where the humdrum becomes the easily done, Slack, where work happens. Visit slack.com forward slash silicon slopes and sign up now to get $100 in credits toward a future upgrade. Welcome to the This Is The Place podcast, a Silicon Slopes production. Blessed from heaven above, it's the land that we love. This is The Place. Welcome, Chris. Hello, Meg. Great to have you back in the studio for the This Is The Place podcast. It's great to be blessed by heaven. It's always so great to be blessed by heaven above. Every time I hear that line, it just it makes me feel even holier than I normally am, I which just, is an incredibly holy what, being. What was our political climate in the 90s when this song was written, where everyone was like, <laughs> Heavy religious overtones. Yeah, sure. Let's make it the state song. Claiming the blessed from heaven above is always a strange route, but... I mean, I guess maybe it's not that bad. Maybe I'm oversensitive. No, it's pretty weird. It's it's definitely pretty weird. I'll I'll go out and say that. All right. That had to be fun to listen to, that long sigh. Uh, Let's talk about tech news. Let's talk about some things. Okay, I'm ready. First and foremost, we have a big tech event. Meg, have you heard this? Do you know that there's a big tech event coming up? Tell me called Silicon Slopes Tech Summit. It's a great big event. What? Some call it a big tech event. I've never heard of this. Oh, yes. It's happening. It's actually put on by a company called Silicon Slopes, a nonprofit organization in the heavenly confines of Utah. I'm going to ask you the worst question anyone has ever asked me. Do I work for Silicon no. Slopes? Okay. What does Silicon Slopes do? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Try, try and answer that. Can I take a 30-minute break to research... <laughs> What we are, what I personally do guys, for the organization. Guys, listen. The problem is that we do like a lot of things, and it's hard to explain. I have just started saying that we're a nonprofit. I do too, but then they're like, oh, yeah, what do you, what, for what? Here's the problem. Everyone, no, this isn't true for everybody, but a lot of people who work in tech, I'm sure, go through the same problem. If you work in a really specialized field and do something that most people don't know anything about, it is so hard to explain to random people what your job is to the point yeah, where after true. you do it two times, when the third person asks you, you're just like, I just, I don't care. I don't care what I do. I don't care what you do. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I've started saying like, we're mostly media and events. I just say I write stories. Yeah. All people can understand that. Yeah, that's true. Your job is a little easier to explain. I write stories about tech. I interact no, I never say tech, with actually. people on social media. <laughs> What's social media? It's this hell where everybody <laughs> shouts at one another. <laughs> Imagine being in a room. With a million people and everybody's shouting at the same time. Everybody's at home, drunk, alone, and angry. And every time you do a bad job, they tell you. <laughs> um, what were you saying? Pretty big sidetrack. So, Silicon Slopes Tech Summit is happening on January 18th and 19th. Really? Yes. Where? It's at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City. Oh. you know where that is? Mm, no. It's downtown. It's a big building. Cool. Big building, big event. Cool. Big, big, big. Think big. Maybe. How do I get my tickets? <laughs> On a big website called SiliconSlopeSummit.com. I'm going there now. Correct. Correct. Clack, clack, clack. Those are the keys. 
Um, we announced our very first keynote. Who is? Shantanun Orion. That's a he, big deal. It's a big deal. He's the CEO of Adobe. He's a world-renowned speaker. He's a great guy to have come out and keynote a tech conference. Plainly put, okay? Man, I'm getting my tickets right I'm now. I'm getting goosebumps is what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> that too. Goosebumps and tickets. <laughs> so not only have we announced him, that puts us approximately a month and a week ahead of last year's speaker announcement schedule, correct? Wow. We are on top of it. Last year, we announced all of our speakers the week of. <laughs> this year, we've learned from past mistakes, and we've announced them a week and a month before. <laughs> Progress. When people ask me what I do for my job, that's what I'll tell them now. We make mistakes, and then after we make the mistakes, we make less egregious mistakes the next time until we've slowly whittled mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those mistakes to nothing over the course of five I would years. say that's anyone's career, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Um, this sounds like a real can't-miss event. It's a real can't-miss event, Meg. Um, we're actually going to be announcing a decent amount of speakers this week. Great. So I know I've said that on the podcast every week for about week. 17 straight every weeks. Every single week. And Since we've been doing the podcast. <laughs> thankfully, our kind listeners have not, have not called me out for my lies. But the buck stops here. <laughs> it will officially become truth this week. Wait, early, though? <laughs> I kind of don't believe you. I'm just, I've turned into the guy who just keeps doubling down on the lie. Because oh. at some point, it will be true. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's true this week. Sure. If it's not, I'm sorry. It's another lie. Just chalk it up. Take, put coal in my stocking. I don't care. Do okay. what you're going to do. I'm going to move on All right, move before on. you tell any more lies. Okay. Uh. A couple of weeks ago, I wrote a story for the site about the people helping PR campaign. PR um, meaning Puerto Rico. Puerto correct? Rico. Not public relations. Not public relations. We don't want to help PR. Which does need help, but we won't get into that. Um, so it was an online auction, an Instagram auction. They ended up raising $19,500. Wow. Not too shabby. So what what happens with this? Money goes to... Um, they're going to put roofs on houses. Oh, great. Replace refrigerators. Things are still really bad in Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's kind of a weird situation that has just kind of been pushed to the side yeah. based upon a lot of other events. Lots but of other news. From my understanding, it's almost in the same state it was Two months ago. I think it's worse. Yeah. Because, like, the damage isn't being corrected, so the water damage is getting worse. Like, refrigerators are completely molded over. Half the island, I think more than half the island, still doesn't have electricity. Like, things are really, really bad. So we've seen a lot of outreach from people in Utah. We had the Vivint Gives Back thing where they, you know, accumulated a bunch of funds from people within Utah, donated that. So people helping Puerto Rico falls into the same category. So good job, everybody. Keep doing that. Yeah. I and like. I, they're still accepting donations on Venmo at People Helping PR. Oh, wow. So if you Go just and want donate. to make a donation, I just donated really $5. Help. Good job, Chris. In that time right there. Good job. <laughs> um, also, we're in the last week of Startup Santa. Last week. Um, books, books, books. Books are coming in. Get your books. Get your books. Remember, we want new books. These are Christmas gifts for children. Keep your trash books. Give us new books. Uh, Not us. Give, apparently give kids new books. United Way had to throw away quite a bit of books last year that were unusable. So please keep that in mind as you're making your book donations. So far, we've raised about $80,000 and 18,000 books. Jump on board, Utah companies. Yeah. One week left. Five days left. Four days left. So... Now's your chance. The dirty little secret of Startup Santa is that we say that there's that deadline, but whenever people shh, want to shh, donate books, no, no, donate stop, books. Stop, stop, That's stop, kind of a universal shh, thing. <laughs> okay, sorry. And I just remembered this is coming out Thursday, so you have one day left. Yeah, if, if, if you listen to this and are motivated to donate towards Startup Santa and the deadline has passed to that point, 
Still donate Startup Santa. That's my best advice to you. But donate money. Rules are made to be broken, especially when it comes to charitable work. That's a motto of I've always lived life by. Donate money, though, because I can't sort books after the Don't Donate money. All right. So that's fun. Do we have a Tech Talk no-no this week? Yes. Okay. I've pondered greatly why there's so many words in tech that just like stick in my craw, your craw, everybody's craw, you know? There's so just, what's a craw? <laughs> it's a dark crevasse <laughs> in the human body that Sit. shall remain unnamed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I asked. Yeah, don't ask. Never ask for a definition. That's what we always know. So I pondered this and why it's annoying that there are so many terms in tech that are used that are just pretty common words, but for some reason when they're used by tech people, they're really annoying, right? Mm-hmm. Why is this the case? I don't know. So this is a great example, this word that we're going to talk about, which is crowdsourcing. <laughs> okay? Right. Crowdsourcing is describing something that has happened since the dawn of time, which is just asking people around you. Yeah. It's just it's interacting just, with people around just you. just asking a question. It's just, it's Meg, Meg and I are crowdsourcing right now. Okay, but is the difference that crowdsourcing has to be online? No. Crowdsourcing can literally mean whatever you want it to mean. <sighs> Cavemen crowdsourced. They I sat around a fire words. and talked about what they were going to do with stones, you know? Yeah. Oh, let's crowdsource this idea you... for this new stone that I have. <laughs> That's what they crowdsourced about. <laughs> let's shave it and make it a wheel. <laughs> next um, thing you know, you got cars. Next you thing. Know? Henry the T. Ford. <laughs> the evolution of crowdsourcing. Would you call an election a crowdsourcing activity? <laughs> I call activity? everything a crowdsource. Yeah. Anything that involves talking to other Everything people. is a crowdsourced activity. Uh-huh. You're just hitting the masses up for something, whether it's money, whether it's information. Does crowdsourcing usually entail a vote of some sort? No. Or is it just asking for opinions? It can be anything. It can, mm. can be whatever you want it to be. Mm. That's the other dirty secret of tech terms. Tech talk no-nos, they can mean whatever you want them to mean. Mm. There could be 50 definitions for crowdsourcing. I might then actually start to appreciate Tech Talk no-nos if that's the case. Okay, wait. Getting back to my original point about how these terms are annoying, but we can't fully determine why. I think I've determined why. And it's because... There is no actual definition? No. Tech people, by nature, do a lot of things that are pretty specific to tech. So, you know, they're working on computer code, and that's like this really... I think our listeners should know that when you said computer code, you made a gesture with your hands as though you were (laughs) typing on a keyboard. (laughs) Which is how I code. <laughs> the great coder that I am. I, my hands are still up. They haven't gone yeah. out. I'm no, not they're joking. still going. <laughs> I don't, that freaks me out. I hate that you called me out for that. Sorry. I never knew I did that in my life. You do that. What if, Everybody <laughs> does that. Anytime someone's like, I sent an email, they like do the hand motion. Like, we don't know what email is. Like, you know, at a computer I with love the that. keys. I love that in my day-to-day job, I'm talking to all these like successful CEOs about coding. And every time, so coding, and my hands are just pecking away. These rigid, gross, stubby T-Rex hands. hands. Just T-Rex clonking. <laughs> so when you coded for plural sight, uh, <laughs> that's great to know. <laughs> Anyway. I completely lost what I was talking about. Yeah, I had a I point know. that I wanted I to make. Don't oh no, Let's, I do have a point. Okay. I really do want to make okay. a point. Okay. Tech people take terms that are just total generic terms and try to act like they're really specific to tech. Like, sure. oh, we just created this idea of crowdsourcing. We created this term crowdsourcing, and it goes down the list of all these terms. No, this is something that's always been around. That's sure. why these terms are annoying. Sure. You can't just take it and say that oh, this is specific to tech. It's not. It's it's talking to people. Yeah. Okay, sorry, ran over. No, that's good. Ran over. I'm glad that I found out I how you do T-Rex arms. <laughs> I don't really have anything to say other than I agree. Okay, I'm glad that we agreed. Um, we very rarely agree on this podcast. 
<laughs> is the whole funeral funeral home fiasco taught us. Mortician Gate 2017. Um, nobody asked us to write their tagline this week. Guys, what gives? We're so good. Two incredible minds just We're sitting so waiting to it. pool their mental resources together. What is wrong with you? We do this for free. We crowdsource. No, we don't. Yeah, we don't crowdsource. We um, work in solitude. So let's get that segment and go right into weird Utah news. I got a lot of Utah news on my mind. Shh, tell me. So the Bears Ears stuff has been a big thing in Utah, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I'm not sure I totally understand it. Nobody understands. I mean, I, I feel like there are people who understand. No, nobody understands, including oh. our president. Literally nobody understands it. Yeah. I think they're just cutting it down to a sliver of land. That's the best I and can make out. And then what's the, what's, so cattle can graze? Like, I don't understand what happens to that land now. I think Bears Ears is just going to be a 20 foot by 20 foot square of land that people go and take pictures Someone of. Someone listening has to know what's going on here better than we do. Because clearly we just don't know. So there's a campaign started, a crowdfunding campaign. Okay. Oh, crowdsourced. Again, going back to Great. our tech talk. No, no. Like the Phoenix stat. Um, and these people were seeking to raise money to buy some bar that's that deals with bears ears. It's some weird combo. I don't know why a bar? bar. I think they just want to buy a bar. A bar, but like it's a, associ- like a get a drink bar. Yeah, like an old retro bar. Okay, it's an old bar. All right, that's what it's turned as in the article. Um, that's that's supposed to be cool for bears ears, right? Okay, but the controversy is they, they offered ten thousand dollars secret hikes at bears ears. Ten thousand dollars secret hikes to secret sites. What? Which is really ten thousand dollars? It's really bizarre, right? Ten thousand dollars? Ten thousand dollars. So one of the board members emails I'm very mad about this because they're like, What what are you doing? This is really weird. There's great quotes in it. One of the quotes Wait, I'm, wait, wait. Hold I, on. Sorry. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Do you mind? No, go keep talking. <laughs> Quick quote. This is the board member talking on the on the memo that they sent. I am totally repulsed, disappointed, maddened, angered. All those things. That's incredibly strong word choice for this so situation. Someone on like the the board of what? On the board of that's a good question. No offense, you're doing a really bad job explaining the characters in this story. Like who owns the bar? <laughs> Nobody owns. It's called <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> All right, hold on, sorry. I gotta go and find what the board is. <sighs> I thought the board was for something with bears ears, but I'm apparently wrong on that. But somebody is taking, making people pay $10,000 to go on hikes to secret sites within bears ears. Am I understanding that correctly? So the campaign was started by an organization called Friends of Cedar Mesa. Okay. Okay. Who is, they're suing. No, they're not suing anybody. Zinky, right? Oh, I have no idea. I think they are. Okay. We'll, we'll go on that. Okay. <laughs> They're trying to raise $310,000. $310,000? Yes. A board member for Friends of Cedar Mesa finds out about the $10,000 secret hike that is offered to people. Oh, okay. So they... It's part of the crowdfunding campaign. They're trying... They're using the $10,000 hike fee to raise money for the $310,000, which they want to do what with? Correct. Buy an old bar in Bluff. What? How does that help Bears Ears? It doesn't help Bears Ears at all. What the hell? What is going on? That's the best part. It doesn't help anybody. But so these guys just want to buy a bar, <laughs> so they're offering illegal secret hikes and charging ten thousand dollars. Here's what's funny about it: isn't every hike a secret hike? Yeah. Once you go out into also, wilderness, who's paying ten thousand dollars to go on a hike? I could charge ten thousand dollars right now to take you on a secret hike at the Silicon Slopes office. That sounds super sketchy. <laughs> it would be. We'd go into the conference room we browse around in the <laughs> see the pool table browse around the pool table grab a diet dr shoot pepper a couple, from shoot the a couple fridge. balls around <laughs> 
The point is you could market anything as a secret hike. Yeah. Anything that you're doing is a secret Who's hike. Who's the sucker that's paying for that? That's a good question. I don't think anybody is. I think they were too mad about it, and it's just devolved into chaos. Now all board members are sending weird memos where they're very angry. Okay. Moral of the story is if you're making a crowdfunding campaign, don't offer secret hikes to Bears Ears. Big no-no. Big yeah. tech talk no-no. No, yeah. All right. Well, that's weird. That's weird, huh? Yeah. I'm still very confused. <laughs> but let's move on. <laughs> so the Orem Police Department, they usually do random like funny things on social media if anybody follows what they do. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things they recently did is they set up this sign that says Orem Police Drug Exchange Parking. They were trying to set up a safe space for people to come and exchange goods that they purchase on Craigslist or whatever, you know? Sure. Because most Craigslist interactions end up with you getting chained in a basement or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So Orem's like, oh, yeah, let's make this safe space for him. Yeah. So as part of it, they put up this joke, you know, oh, it's a drug exchange place, you know, come and exchange your drugs and we'll watch over you, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Which, okay, yeah, that's funny. Here's the part of the article that's nuts. So at first I think it's just this joke, but then the Orem Police Department goes on to describe, no, this is actually complaint that they receive multiple times, which is some somebody goes into a drug deal and either the buyer or the seller screws the other person over. And so then they call the police about a drug deal gone wrong. Think of how amazing that is. That's incredible. Yeah. Imagine if you went and bought weed right now from somebody. I would never. And they gave you oregano, you know, the old movie joke. Mm-hmm. And you called up the police department. Yeah, so, that would be that would be pretty that is, weird. That's so bizarre. How do people do that? Um, they must not be very smart, <laughs> right? I don't know. They what haven't you... thought that through even w- a little bit. I want so many details on this story. I want to understand what's going on there. Like, what does nine one one say? What does the nine one one operator say when they call in? Oh man, I hate it when that. Oh happens. man, somebody screwed me over the steel. Okay, great. Yeah, what was going on? <laughs> uh, I wanted to. Well, I was well, buying funny story. a plant. <laughs> funny story. I was buying a plant <laughs> that can be grown legally within some states. Technically, you can consume it. Moral of the story is that people will find an excuse to call the cops about anything, right? Sure. Even yeah. drug deals gone awry. Sure. Which leads me into another call gone awry. You think people calling in to the police with drug deals is weird? Not weird. This is what's weird. This guy, he's involved in some domestic disturbance. Not physical, just like a is lot. It, wait, is this a new story? Yeah, this Are is a new story. Are we segueing into a different story? Oh, yeah. That was uh, okay. Incredible segue. Just that you completely keep ruined. <laughs> gosh. Gosh dang it. I just want our listeners. I'm back to, to doing my coding. What's I was happening. so rattled. I was doing my coding hands. <laughs> I've also learned that it's a defense mechanism. When I'm rudely interrupted in the middle of a perfect segue, my hands go hands into, up, they go into Code's hands. Start clacking. So this guy, he's involved in a loud domestic argument. Is what it's called. So people arguing, right? Like the dog from last week. Yeah, all sorts of dog arguments, people arguments, you name it in Utah. We got we we check every. I love domestic every disturbances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're great. Everybody be nice. Yeah. So he wants the cops to come fast. You know, he's like, oh, I just want to get out here and solve through this. So what does he do? Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This guy. This calls guy him. is in the domestic disturbance. He's a part of the domestic disturbance. He's a part of it. This is in Orem also. This is in Orem, Utah. And he's calling the police. Yeah, he's like, I want the police to get here and solve this out. I'm assuming he just wants some arbiter to like a mediator yeah exactly to come and determine who's wrong and who's right and go yeah. on their way okay so he's like i want them to hurry up they need to get here fast so what does he do he calls 911 yeah and he says that there's an active shooter inside of his house what and that shots have been fired what is so, he, he's lying so the police respond accordingly which is you know with like great urgency and they show up and what's happening nothing nothing's happening they're fighting over who's gonna put the groceries away i assume they're fighting over like Leftover stuffing or something from Thanksgiving. Every argument so stems from Thanksgiving. That's, that's like pretty egregious. Here's the craziest part. So I'm going to read a quick little statement from the story. Okay. 
When the officer arrived, the man advised them that there had only been a loud domestic argument and that no gun was involved nor shots fired. He told the officer that he had made these statements to the 911 operator in order to get the police to respond quicker and that he had done this before and saw no problem with it. So this is a multiple... Saw no problem with it? How weird is it that he's done this many... So this guy has a problem. This guy's calling the police a lot. You know, like a spoon goes down inside the dishwasher, start inside the garbage disposal. Bam. He's calling up the cops. He's saying there's an active shooter inside his house. They show up, pull the spoon out, and he's like, oh, yeah, funny story. There was just a spoon in the garbage disposal. So what's his punishment? Uh, A class... A third-degree felony, emergency report abuse. Yeah, that seems pretty bad. That is pretty bad. I'd be so mad if I were a cop like, and that happened to me. Pulling police resources when they're not needed. Have you ever called the police? Yeah, I had my TV stolen by a heroin-riddled man. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, yeah. Our and house was broken into and we called the police. And it took like a long time for them to get yeah, there. Yeah, it takes like, a long time. Like there's just not enough of Which, them. Which, yeah, I'm not judging that in any way, shape, or form. I understand that. They're just so it, stretched so if, thin. If I were the cops... I'm sure I'm showing up whenever I can, and the only time I'm really like, okay, I have to drop everything I'm doing and going to, is if you say there's an active shooter, that's the number one thing that you're going to go for. Well, with our house, like, they didn't even know if there was still, like, a perpetrator in the house, and it still took forever. Did you go clear it out yourself? No, they came. Well, we just had to, like, hang out down the block waiting for them to come. (laughs) It was super scary. (laughs) I don't like that. No. How long ago was this? You know what? It was during Start Fest when Start Fest was in Provo. Because we were in Provo to go to Start Fest, and while we were in Provo, our house was broken into. So here's a weird, creepy break in story. This okay. is actually freaky. Okay, I'm listening. My sister, she's living in Orem at the time. Yeah. You know, she's like, I don't know how old at the time, 24, let's say. Okay. She's She lives in a house with a bunch of other roommates, her and three other roommates. Yeah. So she's, her roommates sitting there sleeping it's like six in the morning and she wakes up a guy standing in the room <gasps> just standing there. no oh yeah so she starts freaking out so everybody comes in and it's just some guy standing in their house what and it was some like drug addict off and he was just wandering around their house but apparently he just stopped and was just standing there staring in the room that is the thing of nightmares luckily like nobody was hurt or he didn't do anything how did he get actually, in i don't know i think he broke in through i don't know i don't know walked in through the door broken through window who cares he was in there oh so then they called the cops and they had to go chase him down and stuff. Like, that's a that's horrific, huh? That is terrifying. <laughs> oh, that's really terrifying. Whenever you wake up and somebody's watching you, you're, it's not great. Oh. All right, that that brought us all down. We're gonna go to one more thing. Utah news. Okay. So parity is a big thing, right? Yeah. Diversity is a big thing. We want to introduce that into the workplace. Yeah. Sign the parity pledge. Lot, yeah, sign the parity pledge, which Do is it. something that's going to be happening. Don't in, you care about women? Overstock, Medici Ventures just signed it. Workfront signed it. There's a bunch of companies who signed it. We want more to sign it. It's going to be announced at Tech Summit. It's going to be great. Yeah, can't wait. So tech industry lags behind in diversity. What? Just a simple fact, right? Are you kidding? Not, not, known as, not known as a segment of the population that's welcoming it with open arms. Yeah. Well, they're trying. Do you know what's even worse? What? Utah's dental industry. Mm. Specific to dentists. Mm, I believe that. So I'm going to quiz you on something. Okay. Nationwide... What percent of dentists do you think are women? Ten. Decent guess. Higher than I thought. 29%. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Which is still really low, but again, I would also assume it's kind of the same kind of thing. I don't think I've ever been to a female dentist. In Utah, what do you think that percentage is? 29% nationwide. Utah is worse, obviously. What do you think that is? Ten. 2.5%. Yikes. How weird is that? I mean, I don't know that I'd want to be Oh, no, sorry. It's up to 4% now. <laughs> 
Good. Which, which, I love that that's progress. My grandma tried to talk me into being a dentist. This is the craziest kicker. The opening line of this article. What? When Dr. Jennifer Brown told friends and family she wanted to be a dentist, her mother cried. What? Quote from Brown. I felt everybody was really supportive except for my own mom. She was not supportive. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's horrible. How would that ever be the thing? But why hey, mom, I want to be this like really specialized person who helps out people's health and makes decent money and is and has to be smart to do this. Why does her mom not want her to do that? She wanted her to focus on having a family. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then that could have been anything. Like, Mom, I want to be an astronaut, and her mom would have cried. She was not happy about anything. She was not happy about her breaking outside the bonds of the home. Okay, guys, let's be better. Let's try and be better about this. So the dental industry— Women can have families and careers. Yeah, get on your soapbox. Give us a speech. Women can have it all. You have it all currently. I have a messy house, but I do have a family (laughs) and a career. That is part of having it all. Yeah. The dental industry needs to sign the parody pledge more than anybody. Come on, guys. Get on board with this. I want a woman— Causing pain in my mouth. This all, <laughs> that, that is alarming. This also made me think, I've never seen, this is because I've grown up in Utah, been here for the last 20 years. I don't ever remember seeing a female dentist in Utah. All mm. men, all old men, all, all inflicting men. pain, all saying, oh, this is only going to hurt a tiny bit, and then destroying the roots of my teeth. It's horrible. It's the ultimate position of power. I honestly don't know why anyone wants Everyone's to be a at dentist. your mercy. Everybody's at your mercy. I think that would be such a gross job. Oh, it would be the worst job. Like on looking the face in people's mouths? If my daughter told me she was going to be a dentist, I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> but not because you're a sexist. Not because I'm a sexist, but because I really, I'm, I'm anti-dentist. They, they just, they've only brought me pain in I my life. I don't like mouths. Mouths are gross. I don't, yeah, I just don't want to spit. Don't, don't want anything to do with them. What if they like ate something really gross for lunch and then you have to examine their mouth? The problem is, if you think about everybody's mouth hygiene, okay, some, yeah, they're on the good end. But you're going through X amount of patients through the course of the day. It's only inevitable that half of the people or more than that are coming in, and it's just disgusting. It's just mouth after mouth after mouth that who knows what's going on inside. Do you want to tell people about your weird teeth brushing No, no I don't. I want to remain an anonymous brusher. All right, I'll tell him. <laughs> every time I see Chris, he's in the kitchen brushing his teeth. Like after every meal, every snack, how many times a day do you brush your teeth? I just brush. Whenever I get the inkling, I brush. It's like scratching an itch on your arm, you know? I have a little OCD about it. I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm ashamed of it. I'm kind of concerned for you. How often do you floss? I floss a lot. I brush a lot. Here's the problem. How often? So my teeth are really soft. Number um, one problem. Sure. To the point where... Did if, you not have fluoride as a kid? No, I did. I went hmm. through the whole kit and caboodle when I was okay. a kid. But if I just brush and floss in the morning and at night, I still get cavities. Really? Mm-hmm. It's to the point where I brush and floss after I consume anything in my mouth. Wow. Even air. Wow. Every time I breathe, I brush. Man. I'm sorry. I brush 10 times during the course of this affliction. podcast. You brush, yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm talking, Chris is brushing. You his thought teeth. the code hands were bad, but I've just got a mouthful of like, toothpaste I think, over I here. think I have pretty good dental hygiene. I brush in the morning and at night. That's very good. No, that's great. And I floss once a day. That's absolutely but, like, great. Compared to you, I'm like disgusting. And I probably still have more cavities than you do. I've got that's a couple. That's the saddest part. I've got a couple fillings. Yeah. <laughs> ugh, ugh. But my mom was like really um, on top of the fluoride thing when we were kids. Did your mom cry when you told her you were going to work at Silicon Slopes? <laughs> no, she's like, what do they do? I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sit down. Sit let's, down. Let's block out the next How hour on your calendar. How much time do you have? It's a nonprofit, okay? <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, that's a wrap on Utah News, Meg. I think that's a wrap on the podcast, too. Remember to leave a good rating and review. I checked and we don't have any ratings or reviews, so you guys aren't Oh, my that. gosh. Are you kidding me? I know. <laughs>
We beg you every single week. Uh, let us know if you want us to write your tagline. And, oh, we just shot another episode of our Silicon Slopes review. Oh, yeah, we're off and running. And you should have seen that because it's Monday. It'll come out tomorrow and it's Thursday when you're listening. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's so hard to keep track of the time frames whenever we're recording. I know. It's like we're time travelers. It's pretty sweet. We should do more good with this power. <laughs> From the future, I'm here to declare... Nah, I don't know what I want to say. Eh. I'll think about this for the next podcast. Uh, that this is the most successful podcast to ever hit the podcast waves. Next week is a special Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Tune in for our special jolly episode. <laughs> We've only done one other holiday-themed <laughs> podcast. It was for Pioneer Day. Oh, yeah. It was an incredible hit. Well, we kind of, I forgot to do a Halloween episode, so in writing about the episode, it was Halloween-y. We don't know what a Christmas episode means yet, but we know no. it means something. It's going to be great. Maybe we'll just open presents on air that people have given us <laughs> but in not, our job. But we shouldn't say what uh, it is. We should be like, I love it. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's so great. Oh, yeah. I, oh. Too bad I already have one. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Did you keep the receipt? Oh. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next see week. See you, everybody. Best job ever. You won't be the first person at Solution Reach to say that. Not even the second. Go check them out at www.solutionreach.com forward slash careers. They're always looking to add new talent to the team, and it's a team that's truly making a difference in healthcare, better connecting patients to their providers. Not to mention the awesome new building they've got, free CrossFit and yoga classes, the whole nine yards. Visit www.solutionreach.com forward slash careers. Check out the open positions listed, and hopefully you'll join the growing list who are saying, best job ever.